Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the hashtag Firestarters series of the Empower of Investing in People. What is a Firestarter, you might ask? Well, it all started out to bring other leaders together inside a book. And we quickly realized that this was something bigger than the moment that we were living in. We are creating a movement. The hashtag Firestarters Book Project is a collection of creative thought leaders who are collaborating, planning, directing, organizing, and creating new ideas to navigate change. We understand that a single match, if left alone, will fizzle out quickly. Therefore, when one match ignites another, we build a stronger fire. We start with a tiny spark that ignites hope, creativity, curiosity, fearlessness, connection, kindness, collaboration, mindfulness, community, acceptance, purpose, contribution, and love into the world. That single spark creates a ripple effect, then gains momentum and spreads like wildfire. We create a collective, positive, proactive shift in the world because we are the change we want to see. Together, we are Firestarters. Join the movement today at firestartersbookproject.com. And in today's episode, our special guest is the Chief Master Sergeant in the the United States Air Force, fellow podcaster, adjunct professor, and my good friend, Joe Bogdan. Stay tuned for quotes for his inspiring chapter on discipline, service, and the hero's journey. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business by transforming trauma into treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change on my website at shaysparks.com. And while you're there, I invite you to connect with me on all the social media. And today is a special edition of The Power of Investing in People. It is the hashtag Firestarters edition with my incredible, amazing, and dear friend, Joe Bogdan. So welcome to the show, Joe. Hi. So I'm so honored to be on your show again. And also that because I consider you such a dear friend as well. And it's just so awesome to see you again. Oh, same here. And, you know, we go all the way back to what I think like the fall of 19. (laughs) 
2019 and mm-hmm. we've just like grown our friendship virtually over the last uh, year and a half and mm-hmm. I'm just just so honored to be connected to you so thank you for being here yeah it feels like it's been longer <laughs> I know it does it does yeah yeah, yeah. So. well we've been uh, connected before right <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so how, how have you been doing I'm good. I'm good. It's, this has been a, a whirlwind of a year already. It's 20 halfway over halfway through 2021. And it's just been, it's been amazing. Just yeah. been amazing. Yeah. You've been on the road a lot and I, I've seen some amazing stuff and uh, you're connecting with some fantastic people that we have in common. So it's so cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited to actually get some of them on the show. Cause I haven't had them on the show yet. Uh, that's yeah. coming soon. So yeah, that's good. It's Very good. Cool. And how have you been? I know you've been traveling as well. You were deployed. Yeah. yeah. Scott's called me a Joey suitcase suitcases now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I've been deployed. So I deployed back in September of 2020, but before that I was in quite a bit of training and other quarantine situations. And yeah, where a lot of self-reflection, a lot of looking and growing a lot of time by myself. So it, it, it was a good experience in the time. It was kind of annoying <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, but I learned a lot about myself and you know, what? Um, I'll tell you when I think I learned this one thing that ego gets in the way of so many things mm-hmm. that we don't even consider. And it was getting in the way of me kind of leaning on people for help mm-hmm. or just, just connecting with people and even reading books, like certain books that I thought that could be beneficial. I figured, Oh, I already know all that stuff. You know, it, it was, it just came up in all these different ways. And Ryan Holiday's ego is the enemy. I had to revisit that book. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite series. I had to revisit that book, which helped a lot, but it, it was a growth experience and something else that I discovered discovered was, you know, as humans, I think we don't like to be in transition times a lot. Like it's just not comfortable transitions, you know, in between different seasons in our life. And I think for me, what I did in the past was I constantly just tried to get through that transition so fast that I didn't really learn anything from it. So during these last couple, I would say just this last year, I've really had a lot of time in those transition moments where I took the time to kind of figure out, you know, what does this, what's the purpose of the pain that you kind of Mm -hmm. experienced in these moments and and learned a lot more, but it was a great experience. Got to deploy out to Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq, working with a very unique and diverse unit comprised of 25 different Air Force specialties, many different career fields, very diverse, unique, and got to learn a lot about different parts of the Air Force, which was very cool. After 20 years of experience, still growing, still learning, right? And it was a great it was a great time out there in the combat zone. Got to re-enlist my final time in the Air Force. So that was very cool and, and made lifelong connections for sure. Came back, spent about a couple more weeks in the field because I guess the, the great Air Force didn't think I had enough. So <laughs> to sent me to two weeks in Tyndall Air Force Base and the Panhandle. Panama City, Florida, dodged a tornado or two and a couple lightning storms out in the tents. But uh, once again, another great opportunity for growth. And I'm just very happy to be able to to shower in the same building (laughs) that I'm sleeping in for a change. So it's been great to be home. (laughs) Wow. 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 And, you know, you're such, well, first of all, congratulations on 20 years and for your re-enlistment. And yeah, so our listeners are like, well, wait, you guys just dived in. So Joe is the chief master sergeant in United States Air Force, and he's an amazing human being as well as loves to post on how much, how many miles he's run and he'll run like 800 in a month. So keep keep your eye on him. 
And you also are the co-founder and host, uh, one of the hosts of the Llama Leadership website and the Llama Lounge podcast, which I just think is so amazing. That kind of gives you who Joe is. And he's also a co-author in the book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change. So first of all, Joe, I love the title of your chapter called Better Has No Finish Line. Mm. So tell us where, well, first of all, tell us what motivated you to really to dive in and go, yeah, sure, I'll be a co-author, Shay, why not? Okay. Well, first, I want to say thank you for the opportunity because it's not something that I would have ever even considered doing until I met you, Shay, and you brought it up. And I was like, man, you know, that sounds cool. You know, I I do like to write. One of the reasons why we started Llama Leadership, one of the very many reasons why we started Llama Leadership as a blog site originally was because a lot of us were kind of done with school, at least at that that moment, you know, worked on our graduate's degrees and some of us were considering whether or not we wanted to go for a doctorate. But for me, I was like, well, I want to stay sharp in writing because it's a, it's a perishable skill if you mm-hmm. don't continuously do it. So I wanted to do that and also share some, some just perspectives and get other people to write. So we, we started that site. So I've always, you know, really liked writing, but writing, you know, a book can be a daunting just mm. a daunting task, right? You look yeah. at it and you're like an entire book. For one, does anybody even want to read anything that I have mm. that's going to be, you know, long enough to be in a book? You know, do I keep people's attentions? But I think life is, can be about taking those steps, right? Yeah. And, and to get to whatever that is, whatever that goal that you have in mind is. And you offered that to me because you said, Hey, mm it's just a chapter. You could write a chapter in a book. And I was like, Hey, I could write a chapter in a book. I write, you know, a couple of thousand words on a mm-hmm. blog, blog post. I could do that. And really, I just thought what a great experience and to be mm-hmm. able to do it with some cool friends like you and Adam Bubaday and COB and, and everybody else I was on the book, you know, to be able to have that opportunity, you know, to me, it was worth every investment, whether it was time or, or the money that we invested to get this thing going, all of that stuff was just, it was secondary to the experience and, and, and the journey that we got to take together. So that, that's really why what kind of inspired me more than anything about my actual chapter was just wanted to do this with, with all of you. Mm. Oh, thank you. And we're, we're so honored, so honored to have you a part of it. And so again, brings me back to the, the question of your chapter is better has no finish line. Mm-hmm. So how did that kind of come about? Like, what was your thought process on titling at that? So better has no finish line has been a mantra of mine for a long time. And I is probably, I was a young non-commissioned officer. So middle manager probably had been serving in the Air Force, maybe six, seven years at this point. And I remember seeing it on a billboard and it was for some like, it was, it was for some product that I can't even remember what it was for. It was something that might've been a water, a bottle of water or something mm, like that. I, sure. I just saw it on this uh, billboard while I was riding uh, the train. And I thought, man, that's so true. Better has no mm-hmm. finish line. And for me, throughout my my journey and my career and life, I've, I've kind of taken on this concept of continuous growth. And I found mm-hmm. that my meaning and purpose has surrounded that, whether that's my own growth or helping others grow. You know, I feel like that's one of the the main purposes we all exist on this planet is to is to continuously grow and and support others and serve others. So, 
Better as no finish line just kind of became that mantra for me. That's why you, you alluded to that I run a lot. I, I run a lot because, you know, it helps with the mental and physical fitness, but also I, I find a lot of growth in it. When I ran a full marathon for the first time while I was deployed, I learned a lot about myself. And I can say I definitely grew in those moments. And I think that we can grow in the little things that we do, getting a little bit better at those things also but we can also grow in some of those huge challenges and obstacles that we that we face and seeing obstacles as an opportunity for growth. That's just something that I've kind of embraced and I wanted to share that. Mm. Well, I think that's one of the many reasons we're friends is because I completely agree is that, you know, we are continuous learning vehicles. I love that you said that. And you are such a an inspiration, I will use that word, as what leadership looks like, because you do, you are the example. You are the change that you want to see. And that's really kind of what inspired this book in the first place. And I just want to read something that you wrote. And I, I just, I might read a couple of things, but definitely wanted to read this. Mm-hmm. And in Joe's chapter, he says, I believe that you find your leadership philosophy where your personal definition of leadership and your meaning and your purpose intersect. My personal definition of leadership centers around serving others. I realized that ensuring those I was leading were armed with the resources to do their job, providing the professional and personal development they required and instilling, instilling them with appropriate discipline was a fundamental foundational, I'm sorry, foundational component of my leadership philosophy. Mm. Wow. And you really, you kind of dive into this foundational component to leadership philosophy. And where did the Air Force build you up for that? Or did something else, you know, say, you know, every person should really have a leadership philosophy? Um, honestly, for me, it, it, the, the Air Force has done so much for me. And I think indirectly, in many ways, it, it guided me on that path to developing a leadership philosophy and knowing it. But I would say, honestly, in the last 10 years, I didn't hear a lot about just that, that, that the concept of having a leadership philosophy. And I think it's very important. And the first time I really remember it being put to those words exactly, that concept, was when I read a Pete Carroll's book. He's a coach of the Seattle Seahawks, my beloved Seahawks. I'm from Tacoma, Washington, so <laughs> huge fan. But he he talks about how when he was in the NFL the first time, he was such a big fan of NCAA um, basketball coach legend um, John Wooden. And he wanted to be him, basically. He was embracing his leadership philosophy, which wasn't his, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was basically trying to live to somebody else's leadership philosophy. And most people, if, if they follow the NFL, they will remember that Pete Carroll didn't have a great first stint in the NFL, you know, he, he didn't do very well and he was fired. And when he left, he realized, you know, I'm trying to be somebody else, you know, and mm-hmm. it's very important to be authentically you and whatever you're doing. And um, it, he decided that, you know, take a hiatus, not worry about getting another job right away and put to put to paper what his leadership philosophy was. 
you know, really identifying, looking into inside of himself, being very introspective and identifying what that is. And once he did that, he, he actually wrote it all down, the components to it and everything. And after that, some people might know if they're into football that he went to USC and won multiple championships. And then he also uh, went to Seattle and brought us our first Super Bowl in our city's history. So I think, you know, when I read that book, I thought, man, what's my leadership philosophy? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really know what that is. I'm like, I've been in a leadership role, but I've never really sat there and thought about that before. So I, I took the time to write it down myself. And I realized that foundationally is service. Mm. Service is the first component. After that, it's recognition. Because yes. it's like what I really love to do is recognize the amazing things that our people are doing in, in a multitude of different ways. And finally, improvement was the better it has no finish line kind of tops it all off. Yeah. But that service piece was very important. And I, something that I love that you, when you read there, that you, you kept going all the way through to the discipline piece. I think sometimes as leaders, we don't realize that instilling discipline is also a part of service yeah. of serving others. And we kind of forget that part, you know, we love to hug and, and develop and grow, but, but part of developing people is ensuring that they have that discipline as well. Mm, I love it. And so I'm going to dive a little bit deeper and ask, what does service mean to you? Yeah. So for me, service is all about arming people with what they need and not necessarily what they want, because Mm. wants and needs, sometimes they don't jive. (laughs) They don't always work together. Right. And so for me, like you had mentioned in, in my, what I wrote in the book was it's about arming people with the resources they may need to do their job or to grow the development, you know, whether it's, and I think it's also important as leaders that we see people holistically and not just as um, yes. employees. We have to help them grow in their personal and their personal endeavors as well and grow as human beings because, you know, better human beings for me and the Air Force make better airmen, mm-hmm. and, you know, and better airmen will, will be armed to be able to defend our national interest better. Right. But also sure. it provides them opportunities to grow and become, you know, cause we don't keep this uniform on forever. Right. I think, I think it's important that we arm people with the ability to transition and become successful, um, successful men and women within society as well. So there's a lot to that service. But once again, of course, um, instilling discipline as well, because I'm not talking about just punishing, but giving people the honest feedback that can help them grow and, and, and let them know that, hey, you're, you're not doing so well right now. We need to get better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, you know, because I found that People who are disciplined while they're in, you know, airmen that are disciplined, they do well while they're in the Air Force and service members that are disciplined, self-disciplined. They do very well while they're in the service, but they also suddenly transition out and they do very well mm. in the civilian world as well because they already have that discipline. Yeah, I, that's a, such a great point there. Once they transition out, it's like they kind of some people, some people, I won't say they, I'll say some people mm-hmm. um, will forget Mm-hmm. Right. They're like, oh, now I, I I'm not in. I, I can do whatever I want. And you're right. The discipline is I still get up. I still produce. I still mm-hmm. um, am a functional person of society. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I've discovered the people that are probably do have that issue when they get out is they probably didn't have much discipline in. They were just doing enough to probably. not get in trouble. Right. Like <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Very true. And, you know, you've kind of mentioned some mentors and I really want to read this portion of your chapter, too, because I love that you you really kind of honed in on the importance 
of what a mentor is when you're not no longer being mentored by them. Mm-hmm. And you say, how would I be honoring my mentors who gave me the opportunity, the life lessons I learned, and the most importantly, the people I entrusted to shepherd through this tough and unforgiving operational tempo? I would absolutely be failing all of them mm. and myself. Treating people like resources to be used versus asset to be invested in is a surefire way to make people feel unvalued. Yeah. Wow. I absolutely, absolutely love that. It is the, the main reason of the power investing in people mm-hmm. happened, the podcast. So I love that you, you really wrote that into your chapter and saw that that's how you are as a leader in our, in our American um, military. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because ever since I've been doing this podcast thing and I feel like whether it's my own podcast or been on others, this Joseph Campbell's idea of this hero's journal journey has continuously come up. And even when I reflect on my chapter, I think about that, right. How like, Mm -hmm. basically this is the perfect example of like, just put this, my, my chapter right into Joseph Campbell's concept of the hero's journey. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're living in a normal world. You think this is what everything is supposed to be, you know, and I'm just very truncated version, but you know, you get, you get called to go do something else and then you refuse to go, like you find a way to avoid, which I did, like I, like I mentioned in the chapters, I had an opportunity for some career broadening and it was totally outside of my comfort zone. And I was like, uh, no, that's not for me. And, and, you know, I had a mentor that, that mm-hmm. kind of pushed me in that direction. And um, because of my faith in my mentor and how, what they saw in me, it was not my faith in myself. Or yeah. even my belief in what I was about to go do. It was because of the fact that this mentor believed in me mm-hmm. and I didn't want to dishonor them. Right. So yeah. I took that opportunity and then I grew exponentially in that career broadening career. I learned things like empathy, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, just kindness and generosity yeah. that I didn't necessarily have, you know, as a young, a young airman in the engineer career field, I was an executor. I got stuff done. I, you know, <laughs> a big time manager knocked stuff out and, and, and I gained so many skills in that special duty. You know, if I didn't, bring it back to my career, which is also Mm -hmm. part of the hero's journey is when you come back, what do you do with it? Uh, I came back and if I didn't share it and live to who I became, and and if I just assimilated back into my career field and the norms of that career field, that culture, I would have been dishonoring not only the mentors that trusted me to go do that, all the learning experiences I gained along the way and, and myself, I'd be selling myself short. So when challenged with the crucible that I was challenged with after um, I came back to the career field, just high ops tempo, you know, just very difficult environment. A lot of people away from their families because it's, it's kind of like a deployment, you know, except it's a mm-hmm. one year type thing. If I didn't take what I learned and applied it and been and, and really exercised who I have become, that it, it would just be an injustice to so many people. Well, for me, I love, first of all, I love that you referenced Joe Campbell, the hero's journey. Cause I think that is just so uh, instrumental in my own journey as well. And to- completely a hundred percent agree with you. It becomes our, 
and I'll call it this because this is kind of what I've deemed it is becomes our call of duty mm-hmm. to come back, like you said, and not even come back. It's when you now know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Right. So it becomes your call of duty to be able to help others, guide others, teach others, because at one point we were the student and the teacher appeared or the mentor, or the guide. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we've become the guide to, to teach or mentor. The student will appear. So it becomes our call of duty to really be able to, to share and and, you know, kind of how this book is all created about is being the example, being the change that we wanted to see. So I'm so, so beyond thrilled that you learned that and you can live to tell about it in your book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And thank you again for the opportunity, because, you know, it's not something I would have considered. But, you know, going back to what you just said, I think it's it's it, it sounds simple. Right. But it's not easy because I think for us as as men and women, as human beings, you know, going through this, the human condition, it's very easy for us to to see what the norm is that we're going into and want to assimilate right back into the culture because that's how you feel welcomed. Right. This is normal. This is what this is what's okay here. So it takes a deliberate, deliberate just mindset and intentionality to to be willing to be mm-hmm. different and, and bring back those skills. But, but to me, you know, in the, in the air force, we do ask our enlisted folks to go out and some of our officers as well, depending on different career fields to go and get some career broadening, go do something different. And that's that intent is not just for us to go do that job because that job's needed, which it is, but it's also to get all the skills that we gain from that and bring it back to our individual career fields that we're normally in so that we can help them grow as well. And if you don't do that, it's kind of being selfish. Mm. You gained, but you didn't spread it. You know, you didn't help. Right. So, so, yeah. Well, I think when we learn something, then our brain, it becomes knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you share it, it becomes wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so that's what you're doing is imparting your wisdom on your other your, your other team mm-hmm. and, and not just your team, the people that you do life with. I mean, even on your social media, you're always imparting wisdom. So, you know, what a, what a gift that you are to this world. Oh, thank you. That's such an honor. <laughs> so I'm just um, getting close to wrapping up here, but I really wanted to know if you had to do it all over, would you have written a different chapter? Maybe there's more chapters to come. Maybe our listeners need to be like, hmm, who is this Joe Bogdan? He might have a really great bestseller book one day or, you know, who knows? Is it, Would there be something different if you had done it all over again with the, the, the Firestarters book? So I, I definitely don't think it, there would have been anything different. The chapter that I wrote was definitely, um, I felt was absolutely fitting for what we were doing with this book. And so I don't think I would change anything when it comes to the content of my chapter. And I definitely wouldn't change anything when it came to the involvement and working together with you and the team. I mean, it was just been great. You know, I mean, it was challenging at times because like I said, I was in the middle of a deployment. It was rushing in to get some stuff done, but, but it also showed me, you know, how much more bandwidth I have and the capabilities I had to be able to knock some of this stuff out. And also the understanding that, that you all had with me being in my situation, I really appreciated that. So nothing that would change content wise. I will say that it definitely gave me the bug to want to write my own book, which I'll, I'll need some of your mentorship and guidance on, on this next <laughs> one, because I do want to write one 
And I have an idea of what it's going to be on. And it's really going to center on how I got to where I am in, in a place where I consider myself successful and not by rank or position or, or anything like that in life, just what I've defined as success and how I've got there. And I felt like it would be good to share that with, with everybody. So it, it really centers around that and it bring, it takes it to, it has a little bit of a military perspective, but anybody who's not serving will still be able to fully grasp it and, and find some value in it. And I'm looking to do, start that project probably um, next year, actually. Oh, wow. I am a hundred percent behind that. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I will definitely help in, in any way that I can. So I love that. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So tell us, how was your, your experience in the co-writing, co-author collaborative project? How, how was your experience? And before you answer that, I do want to say thank you for being so willing to, we, we had, we did a live, we did a author's round table while you were deployed. We did so many things that you were able to just jump on and go, I'll work it out. And yeah. so I just want to say thank you from the uh, bottom of my heart that you were so willing to, to be a part of this. So. Oh, you, you and Christine made this so easy to do and I would do it again with y'all again you know I mean like anytime uh, we had another opportunity I I would be very happy to do so because to me it wasn't even it didn't feel like business whatsoever it felt like a family of people that Mm -hmm. that had a shared purpose and vision of sharing our experiences to help others just happened to get together and, and I, you and CLB did all the heavy lifting, in my opinion. <laughs> like, like I know when I when I go through this next journey of writing my own book with your help, I'm, I'm saying I'm already soliciting your help, <laughs> right? Right? That um, that it's not going to be nearly as simple because y'all did all the heavy lifting. I know that. <laughs> you know, you had to work with the publishers. You figured. You know, you did. You you dealt with stuff that you probably didn't even share with us. Like I'm not naive to, <laughs> enough to believe that. So I think the experience was so awesome. If anybody's listening that even has thought about, you know, authoring a book or a chapter or something, I highly recommend jumping in on this opportunity because I think when you want to cut your teeth on in this space, when it comes to writing, you want to do it with the right people that you can trust because they're going to tell you if, Hey, if you're going somewhere in the wrong direction, if it doesn't fit, whereas some people that you, and this is just my thoughts. I, I, I don't have any data to back this up because I haven't done this many times, but I feel like just in life, you can attach yourself to the wrong people that are just trying to make a dollar. And, mm-hmm. and they're not going to tell you that, Hey, you probably need to fix some of this. This isn't going to be good or it doesn't really fix well. But when you fit, when you get with the right people, like, like you, Christine, everybody on the team, it doesn't feel like that. You know, it feels like you're doing something together and it doesn't matter what you're investing into it because, you know, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what Adam Bubade and I talk all the time, you know, about these things. And we're talked about how much, you know, neither one of us got into this idea to make money off of this. We, we did it because we wanted to have this experience and share our experiences and, and really, you know, this to me, this is continuously building on that bridge of relationships with all of you. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, I would do it again. I would tell people they should do it. I mean, this is just amazing opportunity. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. 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 (laughs) That was beyond what I uh, even had any idea you would say. So thank you for that. Hmm. And I will pay you later. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. So uh, I have to tell my audience that Joe is one of those people that anytime I would see a message from him or uh, a post, I'm like, oh, what does Joe have to say? It was just (laughs) such a, he's just been such a, an, a, You are, Joe, such an amazing human being that I, whether it's uh, a question or a comment or anything, I'm always just overjoyed to see that you're a part of my life. So first of all, friends, second of all, this isn't even business. Like you said, it's a family. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And the feeling is completely mutual. Really, really appreciate you. And I want to finish with this last question of, so, well, first of all, no, I don't want to finish. Where can people buy your book? I put it on the little ticker below, but please tell our listeners who are listening to this where they can purchase your book. Yeah. So firestartersbookproject.com forward slash Joe, that'll, that'll take you directly to my site and you'll be able to, to, to order directly from there. Also, we'll have the link pretty soon on all the Llama Lounge stuff. You can follow me on my social media posts and you'll see those links out there as well. So would really appreciate your support. I think it'd be awesome. And and really the whole thing is, is a very reasonable price because really the whole point of this was to to get the message out to help people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and once again, Shay, thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You've you, you, you've really opened up my eyes. Like I said, when, when I finished this, this book, my, my own book, it's going to be because it was inspired by you. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not, I'm not tearing up. That's you tearing up. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Somebody cut onions in the, in, the, in the room. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, so you can buy his uh, book at firestarterbookproject.com slash Joe. And you can also find Joe at uh, what's your website again and podcast. Yeah. Llamaleadership.com. Just, just all together. One word, llamaleadership.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms by looking up Llama Leadership, whether it's Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to try to talk Scott into doing a TikTok. I don't know if his dance skills are right, but we're going to, I'm going to work on him a little bit. I think he can do it, but we're on LinkedIn also. And then you could also just connect with, uh, with me on Facebook or, and, and love to, love to add you. And you can also listen to uh, the Llama Lounge podcast mm-hmm. on all podcast platforms. Yep, absolutely. Yep. We're, yeah, just every every platform out there. Anchor, I'm on there with Spotify and just everything out there. You could listen to it. And, you know, we're at episode, I think we're about to release 105 tomorrow. So awesome. uh, it's been great. Yep. Um, it's going to be, it, it, it's just been so fun. And, and you know what? The podcast space has really helped me connect with so many great people like you. And better has no finish line as being the mantra. We are always learning. Scott and I and Jose and Frank, all of us are continuously learning from just amazing human beings out there. So, yeah. Well, and a side note, I am that first message back in on LinkedIn. We actually mm-hmm. talked about how you were going to start a podcast. Yeah. And then you did it during the the shutdown last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the great pause of 2020, yeah. we'll put it yeah. that way. And mm-hmm. I have to say, it's just, I feel like a proud aunt, we'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm, not mom, I'm a proud aunt of watching you guys grow. And now you're over a hundred episodes and it's just, you guys are doing such amazing things. So I love what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I want to leave with this question of, 
Hmm. What do I want to leave with the last question? What's one thing that you want our audience to know? Hmm. All right. One thing I would say that we should always embrace the amazing that is you. Right now we all go through experiences. Some of them aren't great. Some of them could be traumatic and some of them are great, you know, but all of those experiences make you who you are. And really until we embrace who we are and what we bring to the world, we're living to a very limited potential. And I think it's, it takes time to really get to that space where, where you feel comfortable doing that. But not doing that has so many consequences. And the, and the problem with that is you won't know what those consequences are because you never even tried. Right. So embrace the amazing. That is you, you know, who are you? What are you quirky? That's cool. There's a place for you. Right. Right. Are are you funny or or are you stoic? You know, all of us have been blessed by the Lord with some type of skill, some type Mm -hmm. of talent and, And once again, just like I said in my chapter, and we talked about a little bit, if you don't live to that and share it, you're kind of dishonoring a lot of people, Mm. right? So, so embrace you, honor those that have given it to you. Mm, That is so beautiful, Joe. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for listening to the power of investing in people, the hashtag Firestarters edition. I am your host, Shay Sparks, and I know that you enjoyed this Uh, episode because I did. And Joe is just such an incredible soul. And please go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. And until next time, let's get fired up. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.